Hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to a new edition of This Week in Carding on the EKN Radio Network. It's episode number 53. It's November the 30th, 2022. Ready to flip that calendar over to the final month of the 2022 program. And of course, so looking forward already to all the action that will be coming uh, in 2023. This edition of This Week in Carding brought to you by Acceleration Car Racing. But of course, I should start by introducing myself, Rob Howden. Alongside uh, David Cole, he'll be with me. But again, as I said, Acceleration Kart Racing presenting today's This Week in Karting. Acceleration Kart Racing has everything you need to go racing from tires to helmets. They have a great website for you to order from and kart racers ready to pick up the phone and answer your questions six days a week. With over 20 years of kart racing under their belts, Acceleration Kart Racing has the experience to help you succeed on the track. You can rely on them to get the parts you need when you need them. Make Acceleration Car Racing your go-to source for everything karting. Head to www.shopakr.com. All right, David Cole, our last episode, um, essentially a month ago, we were getting a little bit better on this weekend karting, but this thing called the Super Nationals kind of got in the way. The prep before it, the week of recovery <laughs> recovery afterwards. Uh, but yeah, we're back with this weekend karting, and we'll have a bunch of them coming before the end of the year. It's more than a week, Rob, because recovery is still ongoing. Oh, dude, I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah, I, I already flipped my calendar in December, so I'm looking back. Yeah, it's been it's been a few days. Um, and it's listen, it's not just recovery. We're we're in catch up mode as well. That's one of the yeah, things, right? I mean, that's we, what it boils down like, to. Let's, is, is let's let's be real. We were busy through you know Monday to what the, the Tuesday, Wednesday after the race, just for the race itself. But the amount of time that you invested with the previews, our prediction podcasts, all the stuff that you did, and of course the countdown from you know from uh, one from twenty four down to one on our social media, and I don't think you've ever put that much work into a super nationals this year. Of course, being special, being the twenty fifth anniversary, but man, you uh, you pulled out all the bags, all the bag of tricks for that one. Well, thank you to Nate Dean, obviously, for all yeah. the graphics work that he's been doing. Uh, for the website, now including the countdowns that he did, awesome, stuff. and uh, and all the other stuff that he did throughout the super nationals as well. We got more coming, we got some videos we're working on, and, and other other things that'll still continue on from the super nationals. But uh, yeah, it was again, we our focus was super nationals for the entire month of November, <laughs> yeah. and so we got a lot to talk about in terms of news because there was a lot of news that did hit uh, throughout the month of November. Uh, including leading up to the Super Nationals, yeah. like including that Monday, and then uh, and then some other things that have hit as well. So a lot to talk about, and then next week we'll have even more stuff to to discuss that uh, will kind of carry over from November, but uh, just things that we didn't quite get into uh, for this episode. And it's interesting. The first bit we're going to jump into is kind of part of what made November unbelievably busy because the brand itself did. Like, obviously, coming off the Super Nationals, as we all know, you roll right into Thanksgiving. Uh, and while it would have been awesome for David, you'd be able to have the, the full Thursday, Friday, Saturday off any, that entire week, uh, the Rotex Grand Finals were on at the same time. So you were covering Team USA. We did the best we could to provide coverage uh, of the team over in Portugal. We're, of course, working a lot cl more closely. We did this year and will in 2023 with the Rotex, the race Rotex program here in the U.S. We'll be heading to likely to Bar Bahrain with the team next year. But David, that's the first thing that came out of the gate because we were busy through the month of October as well. One of the things we got a chance to do was be part of the Rotex U.S. Trophy Final at Newcastle Motorsports Park. It was a, a great event. 
Uh, only five categories, 75 drivers, I believe, was the total. So double digits in all the classes. Uh, big field in the senior max category that was really super exciting to watch. The racing was great, as it was in all the categories. Uh, but that the race kind of, you know, set a baseline. It's like, we're doing this now. This is going to be the new event. Uh, we'll, we're going to sit down with Justin Stefani from J3 Competition and Race Rotex very soon to kind of go over what their 2023 looks like. But David, the first and foremost, what they did do was confirm the date for next year's U.S. Trophy Final. Yeah, they're starting from to the end and working their way backwards. I think you know setting that that Rotex U.S. Trophy Final date yeah. is is key because then you can build uh, the the West program and the East program around that because September 14th through the 17th, that's going to be the essentially the runoffs or the grand nationals. The it's the, now the U S trophy final date uh, for the Rotax program at Newcastle Motorsports park, as you said, Newcastle, Indiana. So it's moved up from October. So it's going to be before uh, cup carts is there because cup carts will still be there the last weekend or the opening weekend of October. Yep. Uh, and again, just early enough to where it'll be possibly a little bit warmer because it was a bit chilly, uh, can be a bit chilly there in October. So, uh, a good date to set again, I think most of the, uh, looking at the national program, national schedules, there's nothing going on around that time, mm-hmm. a couple of days or a couple of weekends after Labor Day weekend. Uh, so it's, it's a good, it's a good spot. And then also gets time, gives them time to establish, uh, you know, the Rotax grand finals tickets that'll be awarded. They're going to still have uh, open tickets along with the U S reserve tickets. And that'll be towards the 2023 Rotax grand finals, which as you said, has been announced for uh, Bahrain again, site of the 2021 event. And the dates will be December 2nd through the 9th, 2023. As David had mentioned, we'll get more information coming on the trophy East and trophy West series. Again, talking to Justin Stefani, we'll pin him down for a face to face. Plus we'll put it in an article form as well, because that's always great to have that kind of anchor piece of content on the website that people can link back to. Uh, David, you did have a chance to cover team USA, uh, 11 drivers in total representing the United States at uh, this past weekends, I guess a week and a half, yeah, I guess it was a week and a half ago. Uh, <laughs> things are just blending together for me. Um, uh, at Team USA over in Portugal at Porto Mayo, we had drivers in DD2 Master, Senior, Junior, Mini, and Micro, and Gage Corn coming home with the best result. Yeah, just wrapped up on Saturday. Uh, yeah. yeah, so Where only a few right days ago. Today, Wednesday. Goodness today gracious. is Wednesday. Yes, I know it's been a little bit chaotic. It's, it's hard. Weird. It's hard with those long weekends. Uh, you know, it's just it throws everything off. But uh, yeah, uh, just uh, yeah, essentially five days ago is when they had the uh, the main events there for the Rotex Grand Finals. Gage Corn led the way for Team USA with a best result of eighth in the mini ro- or mini max mini max category. Uh, we almost had a podium. On the on the verge of podium, uh, possibly would have been his first. Uh, Derek Wang, who is now Captain America, making <laughs> his tenth start at the, uh, the at the Rotax Grand Finals for Team USA in the DD2 Master category, was was taking uh, making a move for fourth, and the other driver decided not to let him have it and basically ran him over and uh, took both of them out of the race. So it was a uh, it was a hard because he had run so conservative essentially conservative he said it in the interview before the race they didn't quite have the, the speed all week long that everybody else had so they were just trying to make sure they were there yeah. in case anything happened and he had two wrecks in front of him during the main event and so it was in position to be uh essentially in the least in the top five 
and was making that move until the contact happened. So tough for him. Uh, Kai Johnson had a good good week uh, in yeah. mini max as well until the main event got shuffled back. So unfortunate end to him. Uh, Aiden Fox led the way in the senior max category with uh, junior max led by Jorge Ortiz uh, from Florida. And then micro max had uh, Marco Samut uh, as a top driver there for Team USA. I want to say in the 17th position. Again, uh, we know that the uh, Rotax program started to pick up steam. They've developed a pretty strong little base uh, to work from running off the, you know, the grassroots level, the club, the regional level. And I, we expect to see continued growth for that. And again, September 14th, 17th, 2023, mark your calendars for the Rotax U.S. Trophy Final or next year. One of the races we're not going to see next year. And for me, it's tough because I, I competed in the event back in 1998. And once they brought it back, I've just been waiting for the opportunity to get back to both number one, announce it. And number two, driving it. My, pl my plan was to do double duty again, but just the way everything worked out with schedules over the last couple of years since the reboot back in 2018, I have not been able to make the trek, whether it was a uh, road to Indy program or it was a Supercarts USA Pro Tour event, whatever it may be. I wasn't able to get back to the Grand, uh, the Quincy Grand Prix, one of the most famous races uh, in karting uh, here in the U.S. 36 events in total, David. Um, races, as I said, the reboot back in 2018, of course, missing the 2020 COVID year. Uh, but four years of racing and Terry Trader, uh, based on what he quotes, the amount of drivers that had attended this year and the number of spectators that they had reaching a downward cycle. Terry's decided to uh, essentially end the Quincy Grand Prix will not run in 2023. Yeah, that's a tough quote. And that's yeah. kind of what I focused on because you look at the numbers. We had 302 the first year back, 307, and then it jumped up to 374. I think 2021 was a big year, obviously, with COVID. People missed it for a year. So it, it had that enthusiasm and people were uh wanting to be there and then last year only three i mean 324 so it was the second highest out of the four years uh but i think he you know i think it has more to do with the amount of work that is needed in order to put an event on like this yeah. and and let's face it i mean terry terry trader is is not getting any younger as much as we'd like him to be exactly. uh, around forever and doing events like this and obviously with the tnt cartways um it's just it's just a it's a lot of work. And as you said, the scheduling conflicts that have occurred and continue to occur uh, that kind of eliminate the opportunity for some of the top level drivers to be take part in the event. It's been mostly grassroots racers. And I think when you look at the entry numbers, uh, it's based because uh, very similar to what we see at Rock Island or, or other events or say like the Brickyard drivers are doing multiple categories. So that's where you're getting uh, the the big number of entries, but you're looking at less than 100 drivers. So yeah. that that's where I think is is where where that amount of drivers uh, focus is on because it's it's become less amount of drivers compared to maybe where it was in 2018 when it was more drivers back then. Um, and then again, spectators we we weren't there, so we don't know. We didn't see the level of spectators. We know the first couple of years it was massive. They had a, a big following. Um, so I'm not sure. Uh, but again, also it needs a lot of sponsorship and, and there's, so there's a, a lot, lot of, of bits, yeah. there's a lot of bits and pieces that go into making an event like this. And, and so it's, a, it, I, I can't deny, uh, him wanting to take a step back, but it, yeah, as you said, uh, emotionally and mentally, it, it's tough to see it go away. 
you know, for me too, Dave, I haven't had a chance to talk to Terry. You know, obviously this news kind of came out while we were at the Super Nationals and sad news for sure. Uh, you know, the quotes you talked about, you wonder how much of it could potentially be, you know what, I put this thing on for four years again. It's the, you know, it's got this history in the sport, uh, but it just doesn't seem like the top level national people are showing it any respect, right? There's constantly, you know, it's always been the fact that first weekend of June or the second week of June, he tried to work around the stars championship at one point, but um, you know, they moved it back to the first weekend again. Um, you know, Scusa pro tour has been on top of it. The big teams haven't been coming. How long do you keep thrashing your way to with this amazing event when you're not getting the big names, the big name teams, right? Because that's what Quincy was back in the day. Everybody was there, whether it was Comet Card Sales, Mar Gay, you know, guys coming from the West Coast, whether it was Emic, you know, that that whole thing. People came out to run that race because it was the race that you came to. So uh, I think Terry, as you said, yep, not getting not getting any younger. Like you know what, if if I'm doing this deal, if I'm putting this time in, and I'm not getting full industry support, why am I doing it, right? And I under, I understand that myself. And you know, we talk about e-carding news and. The fact that we're supported by some great companies, but the entire industry doesn't support what we do. So in terms of, you know, sponsorship and advertising. So I get the feeling of, of it. And bottom line is they still have TNT Cartways across the river. JT Miles, the Miles family and the Trader families all working now, David, to, to kind of focus on bringing TNT Cartways back to its glory days. Yeah, and I think they're going to they're going to continue. They've they've already repaved it. I think they got more plans uh, on the horizon for it good, to, good. uh, to again, make it, uh, you know, as it's, as he said, bring it back to its glory days. So, uh, it's good to have that focus there because again, that's something that is there for, you know, as we saw, you know, Christian miles was doing laps before heading the super Nats there. So, yeah. uh, that place can be open until, you know, as long as there's no snow on the ground. So it's, it's, it's great to have that. And again, be the foundation for that area in terms of carting. Um, yeah, again, just emotionally, it's tough to see that go away, but completely understandable. So let's give kudos. David, I know you have this down here in the script. Let's give kudos to the drivers who were ultimately successful at the Quincy Grand Prix. Again, as I said, when I first, when I was with National Cart News, Keith Freeber said, Rob, you had, like, right when I started with NKN, you got to come to the park. You got to come to the park. So I came to cover it. He ended up convincing me to race in it, which I did in Yamaha Heavy. But you look at the people that have been there before. Two drivers with 27 wins. Terry Trader himself, of course, his dad, Gus, was the promoter before in the early days. Scott Evans with 27 wins. Scott Sellergren with 15. Legends in the sport, especially throughout the Midwest. Mike Birdsell with 14. Rod Stewart with 10. Tony Nielsen, we know, from Rock Island. Uh, he's got nine. Jason Birdsell, nine. So, you know, 23 total for the Birdsell family. Pistol Pete Vetter, who did I race with at, at Rawlson at the Super Nats, eight wins, Jack Gerber, and Jeff Dolian, who's banged a bunch of wins off recently as one of the top drivers in the Margate Night program. David, those are the names that really stand out as the legends of the Quincy Grand Prix. Yeah, those are the top 10 all-time winners. You know, Nielsen and Dolian, those are the more recent drivers yeah. to move up into that top 10 list. So, uh you know those those were those were the two faces of that event over the last four four editions of the race and and so it's certainly good to see them in the top ten. But like you said, Trader and Evans, those are the two names that will certainly stand out for this uh, for the Quincy Grand Prix. Indeed, folks. Off to our first break in the action. Segment number one, all about events. Segment number two will be all about uh, venues and facilities. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. For over 20 years, Greg Bell has been building race-winning power for kart racers. One need only look at his team. 
Leading Edge Motorsports. He's always built engines for his team, and the results have been wins at the biggest races in America, the Scusa Super Nationals and the Rock Vegas events. The name on this program, Mega Power. This year alone, Bell and Danny Formell teamed up to sweep the Rock Shifter class on the Florida Winter Tour, all on a Mega Power engine. If you want to win shifter kart races, it's time to put Mega Power on your kart. Mega Power specializes in gearbox engines, such as the TMKZ, Rock Shifter, and IME Shifter, but with almost three decades of engine building experience, Bell develops winning motors for X30 and Mini Swift and everything in between. The combination of Greg Bell's engine building skills and his chassis tuning knowledge is a potent mixture. Greg's helped catapult many drivers to wins over the years, including Mercedes F1 star George Russell, who won the Supernats 14 in 2011 with Leading Edge Motorsports. Increase your odds of winning at this year's Rock Vegas or Supernational events or throughout 2023 by calling Greg Bell today at 209-747-2613 to put mega power in your corner. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history of motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level of track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is power tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of race day. Be sure to follow Briggs & Stratton Racing on Facebook and through at RaceBriggs on Instagram. To learn more about the 206 engine or to find the North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you?
Welcome back to episode number 53 of This Week in Carding, November 30th. Rob Howden here, joined by David Cole. As I mentioned before the break, uh, we talked about a couple of events, the Quincy Grand Prix and the Rotax U.S. Trophy Final uh, off the top of the show. Into the uh, second segment here, David, it's all about venues because uh, a couple interesting uh, deals happening uh, in the state of Indiana. Uh, ironically. First and foremost, Whiteland Raceway Park, which we believe is the country's oldest operating track, right? Open back in 1958. That's correct, right? That is what I was told. Yeah. That's so right. so uh, it's been I around mean, forever. <laughs> I mean, essentially that that's the earliest I can think of. Uh, I think Badgers, the sixties, there's a couple other racetracks that are the sixties as well too, Fair. but nobody uh, that I know of, no other facility. I think G and J was even the sixties as well too. I don't Agreed. think it was quite yeah. in the fifties. So got to grab some, we got to get some 1958 photos to get up on the website for sure. But nonetheless, the track re, uh, recently, of course, purchased by Andy O'Gara and Sarah Fisher, the uh, husband and wife duo who have been in karting for, for many, many years. Uh, they, they did some updates already to the racetrack, really fired things up. A lot of people come into the facility. And then David, we were thrilled to find out a multi-million dollar expansion starting at Whiteland Raceway Park, they're going to add another half a mile of track. It's actually undergoing already, I believe. Uh, seven more turns. So it's going to explode the amount of configurations they're going to have. A lot more coming as well, David. Over 100 more parking spots and motorhome hookups as well. They're really they're going to take Whiteland Raceway Park to the next level. That's essentially what they're doing. They purchased the land that was just north of the facility to be able to add that half mile addition of track to the to the facility itself along with more parking area including over a hundred spots they're going to have some motorhome hookups so that takes it to the next level in addition to 28 dry garages uh adding a covered gr grid staging area along with tech area as well too and then because when you expand you got to start adding on bathrooms and shower facilities yeah. as well too that's going to be a key part again any facility we go to that's always uh, one of those aspects that we we hope they you know, the facility puts focus on because again, everybody needs them. So yeah, that is a, that's a great addition as well too. And then obviously uh, a big part of of uh, any racetrack is having a shop there ready to service any of the competitors or drivers or anybody there at the racetrack. And MPG Motorsports is going to be uh, have their new home there. It's, they've already had a garage and essentially taken over multiple garages, but now they'll have an actual uh, facility there uh, to provide service and parts to uh, competitors at the facility. So that's that's going to be a major addition. So MPG now having their home at uh, at Whiteland Raceway Park officially. Uh, again, as you said, expansion's already underway. They've already uh, started on the uh, on the racetrack itself, uh, laying out the new. Uh, path and and circuits uh, that are going to be added so that's underway not sure if they're going to pave this late into the year maybe possibly wait i'm not sure uh where they are in the actual process of it but uh certainly a lot's going to happen over you know as bef as they wait for the snow to really start falling and then once it starts to uh to thaw out in say february and march it's going to be uh i think they're, they're having a route 66 race next year too right so that's kind of they're going they're, they're having route 66 uh i believe cup carts is going back there i'll nice. have to double check that i know wk manufactures cup series is going there as well too so a lot of a lot of traveling programs in addition to uh their club program that they'll have uh all season long last but not least look for one of those 28 garages to have an e-carding news 
logo on it. I'm sending in the I'm sending in the paperwork. <laughs> I'm sending in the paperwork today. We're gonna have an EKN garage at uh, Whiteland Raceway Park. We're gonna get one in Newcastle. Soon that, tr- that track's gonna beat you up, Rob. Dude, I, listen, David. I've been through the Super Nationals. I'm good. Oh, God, look at you now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only took me a week to uh, recover from that. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's more so from the Sunday night. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a really good possibility because I was so good for the the rest of the week. Well, because we were let let's put it out there. You didn't eat all day Sunday. Like that was that was the crazy part. That was that's, the that's issue, not yeah. a healthy. That's I not a healthy. If you ask Chris Jamera, that's not a healthy uh, day. Yeah, I know. I was kind of nervous on Super Sunday. I got up in the morning. We did the opening ceremonies. I don't eat in the morning, anyways. My race kind of rolled out. I did my race. I was super happy, and then right up to the booth to announce for the rest of the day. And I realized when we sat down for our anniversary dinner at Scotch 80 Steakhouse on Sunday night, I hadn't eaten all day yet. So uh, I had we had, we had a great dinner on Sunday night. That's all I had. And then I pounded back a bunch of cocktails. With the, I hadn't seen anybody all weekend long. So Sunday night and Monday morning <laughs> were fantastic. Thank goodness my flight wasn't until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. But yeah, not needless to say. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting to Whiteland Raceway Park. We'll get some carts there. Loving that. David, listen, if in Indiana, there's some obviously some tremendous racetracks. We know Newcastle Motorsports Park, one of the absolute crown jewels of our sport. Whiteland now with this multi-million dollar um, uh, upgrade that's going to be just fantastic in the expans- expansion. One of the tracks that's always been really a core track in Indiana, and really, David, to be honest, the number one, the East Coast, number two, National Karting, because so many big events have been there. The Rotax Grand Nationals, Supercart USA Promoto Pro Tour, uh, WKA, USPKS, you name it. Um, Michiana Raceway Park uh, is now up for sale. Hearing from Gary Lobaugh uh, that they have their track that's based in North Liberty, uh, Indiana facility is up for sale. Obviously, the Lobos have a storied history over the last number of years, have owned a number of different racetracks, launched a number of different karting facilities. But yeah, MRP up for sale. If somebody wants to become a kart track owner, this would be a good one. Yeah, the, the racetrack outside South Bend, Indiana has been a historic part of the sport. There's no doubt about that. And uh, it's it's it has its own unique characteristics. It, if you look at it, it's very similar in a layout compared <laughs> to Badger Kart Club's home track in Dowsman, Wisconsin, along with Goodwood Cartways uh, up there in Ontario, Canada. But um, it, you know, the way it it it's set on the hill there, it's great viewing area up top. It's it's one of the more unique facilities, and it's still old school in the nature of that. It's not a very wide racetrack, so. That that's uh, is certainly the uniqueness of Michiana Raceway Park. Uh, the Lobaugh family actually began their their entrepreneurship in karting with uh, the Rolling Green Raceway in Buchanan, Michigan. That was one of my uh, old uh, stomping grounds of going with my dad to the racetrack. That nice. uh, racetrack was very historic. Again, another simple layout that they probably got out of a, a book in the 1960s. Tri- <laughs> tri- hey, David, trivia question for Rolling Green Raceway. You know, okay. one, of the, one of the other little bits, the very first ever Supercarts USA Janowski run race was at Rolling Green Raceway. Was it? They did. Uh, that uh, Gary and Don got together and they allowed Don to run uh, his one, 125s as part of their program, their club program they were having. I want to say they had nine carts there the first the first race. Uh, yeah. So it all started the, the Supercarts. Like- yeah, the Great Lakes program. The Great Lakes. Yeah, I think I think it was I think it was called the 
it was what's it called the I think it was called the Scusa Pro Series back then. Mm. I'll, you know, hold on, I have to look because I got some fantastic. Uh-oh. No, I just I did not know. Did I show you or not? I got some some decals and some patches from none other than Terry Riggins. Surprised me with them at the Supernats. No, yeah, I did yeah, not I took see a picture, that. Picture, but I haven't posted it yet. Oh, here it is. Right, I'll post it right now. He, dude, the stickers I got are fantastic. Yeah, okay. super card, super card. And this was just super card. It doesn't doesn't have the fact that it was the Pro Series or whatever it was. But yeah, I got a feature winner sticker. I got a couple of old ones. I got a super card USA patch, all from the '90s. Awesome stuff. So yeah, that's I remember hearing the story. Uh, that's that's where the first race was because they didn't you know they didn't want it. they didn't have enough people to have their own race. Terry said, "Come on over." And they brought their 125s over. I think I think it was like six or nine of them or something like that to be part of the club program at Rolling Green Raceway. Yeah, it was it was a fast track, that's for sure. Oh, only yeah. what one, two, three, four, maybe five turns and a long straightaway, yeah. uphill straightaway. That was a it had a little bit of a jump there too on the main straight. That was fun to watch. Of course, Gary and Diane and and of course the whole family as well involved in Palm Beach karting, the the facility down there and the track I loved and it was just I I, I was so sad that it went away. They they were able to put together what was essentially a kind of a temporary circuit, but not they, they built a they built a track at the Austin Airport in Austin, Texas, Iron Rock Raceway. Stars of Cardi had their finale there the one year, their national finals there one year. That was just a really cool place right at the airport in Austin, Texas. Yeah, 2005 was when uh, we got to go there for the Stars of Cardi finale. That was the shortest drive from the airport to the racetrack <laughs> right? ever. It was uh, yeah, it was, it was a great little layout, had a hangar for, for mm-hmm. indoor pit spaces. It was a unique atmosphere. Unfortunately, the, the, the airport expanded. Now they are, uh, that area is now gates, uh, for the, uh, the Austin airport. So unfortunately that racetrack went away. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a great little racetrack, obviously with the, the Burrell art brand, uh, they had the yep. uh, the Burrell rental cards there, so that was really part of that was a big part of uh, what Lowballs were able to do was spread that the Burrell rental cards to all Agreed. the racetracks around the country. Yep. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that is uh, it's going to be unique. I've heard there's some some buyers in line, so we're waiting to kind of hear more from from the Lowball family as to what's going to be the uh, what's going to happen and what will be the future for. Michiana Raceway Park. The bottom line is let's salute that entire family, right? The Lobos have been huge in our sport for a couple of decades, and uh, it's been amazing what they've been able to do. So much great input, uh, Gary and Diane, of course, the entire family as well. Uh, So big thank you to them. And again, yeah, Michiana Raceway Park, formerly South Bend Raceway Park, built back in 1995 by Mel McCallum. Uh, They bought it back in 2004. So as David said, potentially uh, some buyers for Michiana Raceway Park, MRP, looking forward to keeping it in the karting family and seeing more events there for decades to come. All right, off to our next break. When we get back, uh, we'll talk a couple of single people at this point here. New guy running Rock Cup USA. And also we'll talk about the uh, winner of this year's Dan Weldon Ambassador Award. Don't go anywhere. More to come on this edition of This Week in Karting. The new face of competitive karting in the Pacific Northwest region is Race Lab. The full-service karting operation is located at the -the state-of-the-art Kartplex facility in Oliver, British Columbia, Canada, providing everything you need to hit the track or put yourself in a successful driver development program. Race Lab is the official North American distributor for the TB Kart chassis brand, providing the full range of models from Kid Kart to Shifter Kart. Villanova Racing Karts is their flagship product, available only through Race Lab. 
The brand carries the name of Formula One champion and Indianapolis 500 winner Jacques Villeneuve with each model produced by TV Cart. Cartplex, the home of Race Lab, is situated on the grounds of the Area 27 Motorsports Park. From full arrive and drive TV cart rentals to leagues and competition karting, the facility provides a new home to developing the future stars of motorsports, all beginning at Cartplex with Race Lab. Follow Race Lab on social media on Facebook and Instagram or load up their website at www.theracelab.ca to learn more about TV cart and Villeneuve racing carts. Race Lab, race with us, win with us. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the US, OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Toady Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you can find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. Need race fuel or oil? Hyperfuels is an authorized distributor for several of the brands that are spec fluids in American karting, including Elf and Aspen Sport. They also stock and ship methanol. Hyperfuels has a web store that can take your orders 24-7 and they ship UPS. That's right, Hyperfuels can ship fuel and oil right to your door. Whether you need Elf Racing Fuels or Elf ATX 909 oil, or Aspen Sport 98 octane fuel for screws of competition, they have it in stock. When you need it now, go to hyperfuels.com. Welcome back to episode 53 of This Week in Carding. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. And This Week in Carding, of course, grabbing all the top stories that have made their way onto the homepage of eCardingNews.com, putting them in podcast form. David had mentioned a lot happened while we were at the Supernats, even though the focus really was at Supernats and then transferring over to Team USA over the Rotax Grand Finals. A ton happened within the sport, and so that's what we're kind of tagging our way through here today. One of the big things, David, we, we learned was that Garrett Potter, who had run the Rock Cup USA program since the very beginning of 2017, electing to step away from his position, uh, Rock Cup USA naming Mike Burrell as the new director of operations. Yeah, kind of laid on our lap. We were yeah. we, we knew Potter was going to eventually kind of step away. We weren't sure if it was going to be this year or or sometime next year. And just after the Rock Vegas event uh, in Las Vegas, uh, 
the announcement came and I think it was what Monday as we were heading to, yeah. to super nationals, I, I believe yeah, I was, I was actually packing up the computer <laughs> to get to the airport. And we got, we got the word from Luis at, uh, at OTK and, uh, the rock cup, uh, that this news was coming across. So it, it's, it's interesting move for, for rock cup USA, uh, you know, with Potter stepping away, bringing in Mike Burrell, kind of two different personalities. There certainly is that. Yeah. Uh, I think Mike actually has more experience, however, in the in the world of carding. Obviously, been a, a longtime carter himself, a former editor, so he has that associated with you with National Cart yeah, News. Uh, he was there a lot longer than you. He were. was, yeah. He hung around for seven years, uh, but also he has a lot of. He's worked as a dealer with OTK. Uh, for a couple of years and uh, worked with other brands as well too along mg tires but also he has uh the promotion side of things working with usac karting uh from 2017 to 2022 he's done the battle at the brickyard at the indianapolis motor speedway and he's also worked with the elkhart grand prix so he understands temporary events so that's a good thing going in with uh with uh, rock up usa and especially the florida winter tour where they have the Rock Vegas event where they have a couple of the, uh, especially the first race uh, for Florida Winter Tour, which will be at the Tropicana Field in St. Pete, Florida on January 19th through the 22nd. So that will be a temporary circuit. So he obviously has uh, experience with that uh, as a the Florida Winter Tour goes into the 25th anniversary season. Um, so yeah, we're, hopefully we're going to, we're going to be sitting down with him this week and, and get more Indeed. information yeah and kind of understand uh, the path, the, the reason why he's doing it, and then kind of the path that he's going. That's it, yeah, right? Because we always say culture's top-down, right? So depending on who's kind of in the position to run the program, their kind of personality will kind of permeate into the decisions that are made and how customer service is handled, whatever it may be. So, yeah, it's, you know, we, we say a bit of duty. Garrett Potter has been around the sport for many, many years as part of Max Speed with the Rotax program, then moving over into the Rock Cup USA role as well. So we wish Garrett the best. Well, even and before that, I mean, you got to give him Sports Campus, yeah. You got it. Well, that, that and then Nola Motorsports Park where he true. was, Keep he going. was the guy at the Rotax yeah. Grand Finals in 2013 where, Anything you needed at Nola Motorsports Park, like that, he was the guy to go to, and that that was our intro, kind of in, our introduction to him there. Agreed. Uh, we kind of knew about him at, at Utah, not so much, but yeah. it was more so at that 2013 uh, Rotex Grand yeah, back Finals, at Miller Motorsports Park, back when he was there. Yes, right? exactly. Right. So again, uh, as David said, the 25th anniversary season of the Florida Winter Tour beginning January 19th to the 22nd at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg. We'll definitely bring that up with Mike. We have a face-to-face coming, uh, one of our live shows coming for Friday right now. We're going to uh, hook up with Mike. So lots more to learn about Rock Cup USA. Uh, and let's move to another one, David. Uh, you know, this, this guy here kind of got honored at the Supercarts USA Super Nationals as well. And I'm talking about Bonner Moulton. I know the Utah guy, so we're not kind of sticking with Utah. Uh, Bonner's been in the sport for many, many years. Like when I first started at Performance Racing News back in 93 and 94, Bonner was working for a company called Silver King, which which was like, an I think it was kind of a, uh, an online pro shop, like racing gear, that kind of stuff, as I recall. And he was my contact when I was, uh, when I was trying to sell advertising for, for Performance Racing News when I first started. Been around a long time, and as we know, he ran in all 25 editions of the Supercarts USA Super Nationals, the only driver to do so. But before that, the, the week before that, at the uh, the, uh, the Rock Vegas event, he was announced, David, as the as you have been before, uh, one of the winners. 
and the 2022 Dan Weldon Ambassador Award. Yeah, a great person to add to the list of former winners for this award. Again, it's not necessarily on the racetrack that uh, they, they honor. It's more so being an ambassador of the sport of karting, and that's exactly what Bonner Moulton is. You know, as you said, he's had a historic career, not only as a driver, but behind the scenes as well, too. He's, yeah. he's done a lot within the industry. He's been uh, a photographer, writer for Kart Sport Magazine. He's done uh, track designer. With- track designer as well uh m squared karting in salt lake city utah he's he and he's and he's mentored a lot of different drivers and currently you know working with hannah greenmeyer um it's he's just done a lot uh in terms of the sport and he's always kind of he's been that figure that just everywhere you go you expect to see bonner molten yeah a a standard a a standard and a a consistent the consistency of seeing him there all the time right just and like you said you go across everything he's done from the journalist side the the racer side the cart shop side the mentor side the journalist side the photographer side everything that he's done uh and again a a well-deserved honor as the 2022 dan weldon ambassador award winner yeah and we will hopefully have a video uh we talked with him before the super or during the super nationals kind of just kind of get a reflection again give kind of give an idea of who bonner molten is and 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 the super nationals and stuff like that we didn't get too much i totally forgot to ask him about the weldon award uh, when we did that but because super nats is so crazy but uh, it'll be it'll be a great uh, it'll be a great follow up to uh, to to winning that award and and again racing in his 26 super nationals probably uh, next year i don't think he will i don't know <laughs> I, I, I think he may just hang it up call it a day i've been told he's coming back i love it i love and it all right I, well and, and and not in a single speed yeah back in a shifter for sure right oh yeah if he yeah. did it all right that, that'd be interesting all right speaking of coming back we'll do that folks right after this break fast fair and fun Ignite Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the Junior, Senior, and Masters classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for the 2023 season include the Ignite Majors, which begins with the annual trip to the Daytona International Speedway as part of the WKA Daytona Kart Week as part of both the sprint and road racing events. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regionally based Ignite Challenge, which just finished up a record setting season in 2022. Local club programs have also been established in other states all across the country, from Idaho to Texas, Nebraska to New York, with more tracks and clubs joining the Ignite Karting program. Be part of fast fun and great memories with Margay Racing at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite Kart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at ignitekarting.com. Get off the couch and out onto the track in 2023. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Doordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, 
CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing, and it's been designed specifically for the U.S. market. The KT5 features 30mm construction with a 32mm front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new VEN13 brake system is cutting-edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG 507-508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With four cycle racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in Briggs and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at cartcrg-nordam.com. The Challenge of the Americas is back for its 16th season in 2023, and some intriguing changes are in store to make this new year the most exciting yet. We've adjusted the schedule to make our program work better for our teams, which means more teams, more racers, and more competition. For the first time, we're starting the Challenge of the Americas season in February. We're launching at the incredible Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson, one of the best racetracks in the country, on the February 3rd to 5th weekend and then we'll head to the PKRA facility in Phoenix on March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. The finale will again take place at the beautiful Sonoma Raceway this year on April 14th, 15th, and 16th. The sought-after tickets to the Rock Cup Super Final in Italy and the Rock Vegas event in Las Vegas will be on the line, as always. We're also stoking the fire for the series with two exciting new classes for this year's challenge that have the karting community buzzing. We'll be the first program to offer the new CIK FIA OKN formula, which is karting at its purest. Direct drive, no starter, light and fast. Who's up for this challenge? We're also providing the country's only place for juniors to race gearbox carts with our new Rock Shifter Junior class. The engine is restricted, which provides an incredible experience for our young racers and durability and lower engine costs for our families. If your son or daughter is looking at a shifter, race the challenge to get real experience. The 2023 season of the Challenge of the Americas kicks off in less than three months, so make sure you book the weekends on your racing calendar. To learn more, head to challengecarding.com. Welcome back to episode 53 of This Week in Karting. Rob Howden alongside David Cole here on the EKN Radio Network. Let's wrap things up with a look at all the content we've had coming out on the, uh, of course, the website itself through editorial, podcasts, you name it. And then we'll have a look at what's coming 
uh, on ecardinews.com over the next couple of weeks. Of course, David, into the editorial, uh, we had some you know, a really cool piece that came out. You know, we, we got a chance to meet uh, Justin and Tiffany Kelly at Newcastle Motorsports Park, the uh, husband and wife duo who runs in the master shifter card category. I went to Tiffany and I said, listen, great story. Uh, a woman in shifter cart racing in the master's level of shifter cart racing. What do you think about writing an article series for us? And she jumped at it. We have our first one, uh, obviously, already on the website called Leveling Up for Intro to Karting. We're going to be publishing a new one here today as well with, with uh, them going to Quincy in the park. We're going to get one from the Supernats where they run as well. I was really, really happy. Obviously, she's a fantastic writer, but we got a lot of great feedback on that first article from Tiffany. Well, and I think the viewpoints, I think that's one thing that yeah. we can, we can provide is, is, and, but we have to find the right people. Again, we have the, 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 um, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think, uh, our case. Richard Siler. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what's his back begin again. Begin that's, again. There it is. Yeah. Begin again. Cause again, he came back to the sport of carding after yeah. 30 years away again. So it's, it that's gives that series. viewpoint because that's a lot of people, especially with the Briggs program, a lot of people came back to the sport. So it catches people eye and he's also a shifter cart racer as well too. So that's a unique aspect. And, and then Tiffany is a very unique aspect in the fact that she's a woman, she's a woman in karting, and she's a woman in karting racing shifter carts. Yeah. That is not something you know too much about. So it intrigues people to kind of read about it. So I, I, I just love, we're, we'll hopefully get some more of, of these. We got, we got other ideas and other people we want to kind of spotlight. But I think those stories are, are what uh, make people want. People want to read those stories. It is. It's, it's, it's like such unique viewpoints, as you had mentioned, right? Yeah. And one of the unique viewpoints we got is the new owner of the Route 66 Sprint Series. We did an interview with him, uh, with Chris Kardashian. And it's a two-part interview. If you haven't read it yet, I would tell you to go back and read it. Because Chris comes from a different angle. And a re it's, I, I was really intrigued doing the interview. A lot of really great concepts. Uh, his four pillars of how he wants to kind of run the Route 66 Sprint Series next year. I think it's something that every promoter should read, if even just to, to check out a different viewpoint and a different approach. Um, I think the people that are going to run the Route 66 Sprint Series next year are going to be really happy. He's talking to everybody, talking to customers, talking to the shop owners. Uh, this one-on-one -on -one article, David, we did was really, really, really successful. Yeah, it probably could have been a five-part. <laughs> could have been. Yeah. <laughs> we had, you know, we obviously had more questions and he has plenty of answers uh, and lots of viewpoints and different ideas. So there's a lot. That's, I think, the kind of the difference. You know, Mark, Mark Coates was very, you know, calm, cool, collected, very short. Didn't, didn't like to, you know, speak a lot. Or, or go on and on and on where Chris is the complete opposite. So I think say, you're still, yeah. it's, it's so it, very similar, you know, the Garrett Potter to, to Mike Burrell, where we got the Mark Coates, the Chris Kardashian, yeah. but we're still going to have great products. And I think that's, that's the key aspect of that. And yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was great to, to hear his viewpoint. And again, it sets the stage for what's to come for that program in 2023 and beyond. Agreed. Uh, of course, lots of content on the homepage of eCardiNews.com right now, focused on the Supercarts USA Super Nationals. My uh, fifth part of my drive to 25 uh, journey is on there. I've, I'm currently working on additional ones, six and seven, uh, to kind of chronicle my actual uh, trackside exploits and my adventure as how it went during the week. And of course, probably wrap one up after that. Uh, I did do a quick you mean, little... You mean, you, mean you breaking my uh, my betting line? 100%. <laughs> Over, under. Top 20. Uh, Howden finishes P19. Uh, it was a solid run, dude. A solid yeah. run. 
Speaking gotta... of recovering, I'm paying for that too. Yes, I bet you are. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I also wrote a morning a morning coffee column that we posted on Monday morning. If you haven't read that, check it out. Just really my kind of three thirty thousand foot view down on just that experience, the Supernats experience, because it, this isn't really part of the whole drive to 25. It was just me getting home and having this feeling of gratitude. And even though I had ups and downs, those ups and downs really gave me, I think, a more honest view now that's really going to help my commentary and all races moving forward. Of course, the Supernats, knowing really what, it like, what it's like to be at the ground level in the trenches and having not the best weekend. I had, I had, I, you know, I had some great stuff, but I had some setbacks Capped it all off with an exclamation point, finishing in the top 20. That's a lot of fun. But, David, uh, sticking with the Supernats, you know, before, obviously, a ton of our trackside coverage, all the race reports, Paddock Pass, you uh, dropped a little behind the laptop celebrating 25 Supernationals and more. And one of the key things, I'll let you talk about this, one of the key things, and Mike Smith and myself and Xander kept going back to that and talking about how many racers were there, you know, almost 600. But let's say there was 550 unique drivers. It was the fact that there was 550 unique stories as well. That's one of the things I grabbed out of that, that article you wrote. Yeah. Because again, it's so hard to, to cover all of them. I mean, yeah. we, we want to try and get as much information on each of them. We might not talk about it, but we at least got to know and understand it. And that's really what, you know, our, our focus is on throughout that week uh, is, is understanding each story and, and, and trying to, again, provide, when you guys are doing the broadcast, provide you or the play-by-play, -play, provide those listeners what is going on. Why? Why is this person here? You know what? You know what happened to them in this event, or what happened to them in this heat race, or or qualifying, or pra even practice. Like a driver like yourself got wrecked in practice. Yeah. So you know we need those are the kind of all the different stories. So that that's really. It's hard to do that with an event as big as it's getting <laughs> it uh, with the Super Nationals. It was much easier when we were down to 300 and 400 <laughs> entries, but nearly 600 entries makes it a little bit tougher to do. But um, certainly love covering it and, again, got into uh, you know the, the joy and the excitement of doing that each, each year and, yeah. and happy to be part of that. And, again, yeah. Check out the entire coverage. We have the event page so you can see all the coverage we have of the Super Nationals. We also have the recent coverage for Team USA and the Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals 2022. So make sure you get on the uh, the homepage and look for that, as well as our most recent driver of the month. Uh, it took us a whole month of November to get it out there. <laughs> I was going to say, you snuck it in there before the end but of But we November. snuck it in there before the calendar turned over uh, for October 2022. We selected Ryan Cassidy, the Legends winner at the Cup Carts North America Grand National 6 event. And again, just another ambassador of our sport, uh, especially you know, at the grassroots and four cycle level. The cool thing, David, was obviously we picked Ryan. He was blown away that we picked him as the driver of the month, but a tremendous performance overall at the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals. But looking after we posted it, the sheer amount of comments that we had, you know, toasting Ryan, it was massive. I don't know if we've had that many people actually come on to the Facebook post and blast, hey, well-deserved, you're a legend. You're like Ryan obviously is uh, – is so well respected in the sport. He's been around forever, and it's for, cool for us to kind of get the opportunity. I think for the first time, really, to give Brian on eCarding News the spotlight he deserves. And he's younger than you. That's what blew my mind. He is. Yeah, he's younger than me. <laughs> I thought he, he was like maybe a year or two just above you, and yeah. to find out he's younger than you, that it threw me off. But <laughs> but yeah, just, I mean it 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 
it yeah again the amount of uh feedback and and complimentary comments towards him i think has really caught him off guard and it it has, caught us yeah. off guard but those are the people we love in the sport and that's those are the people we need to highlight that's you know? it right it's not just the top national guys as we always look at that we always look kind of kind of move it around a little bit hey, hey, he's he, he used to be a top national guy back well, I'm in damn the, right he was. triple yeah. crown winner at wk what do you say uh 2012 i think yeah. might have been, or 2020 or 2002 so 20 years ago 20 was years a ago crown. yeah, yeah. So, David, you're not only the managing director, but you're also the station manager of eCardingNews.com. So, uh, give us a little overview of the, of, uh, the podcast that we've cranked out here. I know you've been producing the podcast. Of course, folks, as you know, any content that we put out, like this particular podcast, it's first available on the ECAN radio network. We stream that on our 24-7 uh, carding radio station. It's the only carding radio station in the world, so you can go on there 24-7, just download the app, or go to eCardingNews.com slash radio. Then we move it into podcast form. David, give us kind of an update on on what you've turned into the podcast over the last couple of weeks and what we've got coming up on the ECAN Radio Network. Yeah, the month of November was kind of limited on podcasts. We had our two Outlap shows that we did live on Facebook and YouTube. So we turned those into audio shows. Those were downloaded immensely, uh, episode 47 and 48. So the two-part series uh, were downloaded hundreds of times over uh, that week leading up to the Super Nationals. And then... We uh, just posted this morning uh, the debrief, uh, episode 104, uh, covering the Supercar 2 SA Super Nationals 25. Download that debrief now. Get uh, all the lowdown, the, what, two-and-a-half-hour show that we did yeah. uh, covering all 10 categories. It was a lot of info, but a great show to listen to. David's, again, beat, David's beat down on the predictions. Uh, I believe I beat you all. You yes. Oh, yes. That. I beat I beat you guys down. Yes. Yeah. Correct. You were the. Yeah. You issued. The I thought you were. Trying. No. It's... No. 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 You issued the beat down. I got absolutely hammered on predictions this year. I, I'm still recovering, Rob. Oh, so. My God, so uh, but uh, yes, I did lay the smack down. Uh, I am the Nostradamus of carding. Uh, once again. <laughs> Listen, you have to be better than 50-50 to be the Nostradamus, bro. You got lucky. Good point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but I still beat you guys, so that's all that matters. You did. No, yeah, you, nobody, you are, nobody listen, did better than me and anything that they sent to hold us. Hold on, so. I'm okay with losing badly. I'm just, dude, I'm just glad you were able to just barely beat Nate Dean. Can you imagine if Nate came in and literally waxed us? What would we do? Like the new kid it, on the block almost beat us both with his randomizer. Know, the randomizer was just. <laughs> I think that's what I got to change his name to on my phone is the randomizer. <laughs> the randomizer. So, uh, but yeah, so we got those deep podcasts. We'll have a lot more during the month of December. We're going to have uh, coming up on the ECAN radio network. Actually today we're going to play well, tomorrow we'll have this, obviously this week in carding episode today, we're actually playing challenging the Americas to kind of get us set up for the 2023 season. But yeah. we'll also have uh, more of this week in carding episodes along with face to face shows that will be coming up. Hopefully we'll be doing at least one one a week uh, in the upcoming what we have uh, four four weeks essentially four weeks in the month of December. So. Yeah, so we'll again lots of lot we'll do it, we'll do it this week in carding every week if we can of course face to face as well. There's a lot of interviews we'd like to knock out, uh, so look for a lot more uh, audio content coming. What's coming up on ECAN? Well, here it is, folks. We have a, essentially really six weeks off. Everybody can take a deep breath. David's mentioned a couple of times that we're still recovering from the Supernats. I'm doing it mentally and physically. He is as well. How, I, so Dave, I raced, I raced like crazy. My body took a hiding, but I felt great. Thanks to Chris Jamara, for sure, from Chris G's coaching. But how many steps did you take? I, I don't know if we asked Nate this, but how many steps did you take over that week? Did you figure it out? 
Uh, I don't know the total, but the the most one day was what twenty six thousand steps. Wow. You guys are so yeah. I mean, it's it's very comparable to a day at Disney. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you and know, for, six, uh, for six straight days. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they were you know we were over twenty thousand a day. Wow. Um, it's a lot. My yeah. foot. I actually I'm having surgery on my foot. Maybe possibly I don't know. Uh, I I have uh, I can't even remember the name. You got of the gout. I don't have the gout. You got the gout. That's it. You're getting older, David. It's nerve damage. Let's got... put it this way. <laughs> it's from wearing it's from wearing high heels all, every every Super Sunday That's at the Super it. Nationals. That's, That's, it. What the it gout. That's what it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of steps. So yeah, physically, <laughs> mentally, emotionally, you know, trying yeah. to watch you race was emotionally draining. I'm sure you me. were nervous, David. You had your all screaming and You're yelling. My boy, Blue. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> What are you talking about? Anyways, here's what's coming, folks. Uh, Six weeks from now, Supercarts USA back at it with their winter series at AMR uh, Homestead Miami Motorplex presented by MG Tires. January the 13th to the 15th, the first of the two weekends for the Scusa Winter Series. And then first week of February, uh, David Cole and I will be back with the whole Challenge of the Americas crew for what we expect to be a big launch uh, for the 2023 Challenge of the Americas, the Rock Cup program on the West Coast, Musselman Honda Circuit. Again, for us, one of the single best racetracks, I think, in the country, in Tucson, Arizona. The racing is always so ridiculously good. And we get to be, what, 40 feet up in the air in the highest tower in Cardi in North America <laughs> as well. Uh, you're, you, myself, uh, Shelby, Jocelyn will be up there doing live timing. The best place to call a race because you can see absolutely everything. Looking forward, of course to get into uh, the challenge of America. America's been always great to be back with the challenge family. I, I love the, uh, the challenge. I love going there. I love the people, love the event, love the program and love Tucson. Tucson yeah. is, is, even though it's dirty and filthy uh, because it's dusty uh, everywhere, it's still, as you said, one of the great racetracks to watch racing at yeah, and yeah. Uh, excited to kick off uh, 2023 season uh, in the coming weeks and great food there too. Always great food there. The yeah. Always post post race dinners. Always fantastic. In always Tucson. definitely a foodie town. All right, folks, make sure to follow us on social media, ecardinews.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're also on LinkedIn as well. Just you can slide out, slide into that. Uh, a lot of great stuff coming for the month of December. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'd certainly appreciate it. Uh, again, we had a fantastic run at the Super Nationals. Big shout out to both David Cole and Nate Dean for doing all the heavy lifting. All I did was announce in the afternoons because I was racing all weekend long. So those guys did everything, and I appreciate that. Again, big thank you, of course, to our sponsor of today's broadcast as well here on the EKN Radio Network. That was uh, Acceleration Kart Racing. But folks, we are done. Thank you so much for tuning in. On behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Haddon. Bye for now.